0: Chris Watkin here, joined by Liana Laporto who is the president of the National Association of Estate Agents. Liana, thanks for joining me today. What I want to do is find out a little bit about you, the woman behind the brand, why you became an estate agent, and why you basically put your hand up to be the El Presidente, and why you set up your own agency. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me today. Thank Chris. you for
0: joining us today. Thank you for coming up to Grantham to be on the Watkin sofa. Okay, so let's go back. To when you were a child. Did you always want to be an estate agent?
1: No, Chris. I wanted to be a ballerina, professional ballerina, and in fact, I went. Back to the studio after school, five-hour days training. It was, you know, it's it's discipline. Trying to become a ballerina. Give me the
0: old arm over and the pointy <laughs> legs but Yeah, do, do it myself in the mirror and the hands. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, so yes, so that was my career of choice, but unfortunately, I had an injury, and suddenly the world came how old were down. you?
0: How old were you when you got this injury?
1: Sixteen, go, going on seventeen. I had won a scholarship to come to London and to to take the next step. And that just Maltese, shook my world. You're
0: Maltese by by, uh, by birth, aren't you? I am on
1: the tiny little. I come from a tiny little island called Malta, which fits into London many, many times.
0: Did you actually go to the museum and look at the George Cross that the island won? Do you know what I haven't?
1: But I know about our George Cross. We're very proud that we were, you know, given the George Cross. But in fact, if you go to Malta, we absolutely love the Brits. Oh,
0: bless. Well, <laughs> we we love you guys as well. So. Your, your world crushed down in front of you as a teenager sixteen yes um, what what did you do then did, what, well, what, what what year do you leave school at what age do you leave school in malta uh
1: around about that age and then i didn't I didn't want to, I wasn't academic, I wanted to work, I wanted to do something, obviously I was training to go and be a ballerina, so I had to rethink life, and my mum dragged me, she was an interior designer, so she used to drag me everywhere, and I used to wait for, as she turned these these wrecks into these beautiful properties, including hotels and all of that, and she just made somebody give me a job, and I was in catering, so I'd be up in the morning doing stock, going out and you know managing a team of people selling food um, in a canteen in the, in,
0: this is in the hotel industry the hot,
1: hotel industry then I started a coupon magazine with a partner which is like what vouchers today but it was you could measure your advertising and then I thought wow I sell advertising why not property and that's 19 years old started my life in property um
0: let's just let's just come back running (laughs) a team of people as an 18 year old how did you learn how to manage people and lead people and motivate them
1: i was thrown in at the deep end and I had chefs working for me they 're not the easiest people to, <laughs> to to have working for an eighteen year old and I really had to cement my authority i, I and, and I suppose the way I did it was by leading by example, I'd be up, I wouldn't be behind my desk just working away and telling them what to do. I'd be there serving the the food, I'd be there saying hello to the, the, the we had university canteen and we had um, secondary school canteen and the airport canteen. So that was the the, the the kind of people and the kind of situation I was in. Um, so I'd just be there and I suppose that was part of how why it worked and then I worked my way up there.
0: Where did you get that from? Was that from your parents?
1: Oh, this, I I think... The, yes, my father's never taken a day off, Chris, and I don't think that's a good thing now because I do really appreciate that you have to live your life and enjoy every minute. But he was, my, both my parents were workers. We were always very hard working. Um, so that was the reason why. And, and you know, that, that background of doing ballet and that's, you know, your toes are bleeding and you're wrapping them up and you're going to dance on them for an extra two hours. Um, it's tough.
0: So you went into property in 97. Yes. Again, was that because of your mum? Um,
1: No, I was selling advertising and I just thought... It was, there was a point where I had a partnership and it didn't work out. I had started my own business then. And property, in, the way it works in Malta, it is self-employed, but you work under the brand. It's the largest real estate company in Malta. I started at 19. And, you know, you're hanging off balconies, sticking boards, but you do everything. I made tea and I worked. I had a really good boss and I worked my way up to running the, a branch in the capital city. And, and that was my process. And I got into it because it was just, yeah, I could sell advertising. That's hard enough. Why not go and sell property? What
0: did you love about being an estate agent as a 20, young 20-something?
1: So I, I, I sold one of the most prestigious properties in Malta. This guy walked into my office, Chris. Nobody looked at him. And I got up. I, and he had a budget of 15,000 Maltese pounds at the time. He ended up buying one of the most prestigious properties. And everybody judged him. They, they thought, we're not going to get up and speak to this guy. That was, we charge 5% commission in Malta, three and a half is sole agency. So I bought my car. Which was a real estate agency car, like literally down to my 19 alloy wheel <laughs> in Chalo wheels. very proud it had that estate agent written all over it. And I put a deposit for my flat, and then I managed to that set me up, and then I started my first investment, and that's, that was how it all went, because it's, it, it was a career there, and it was something which you're proud to be.
0: Where our estate agency in Malta looked up to.
1: I don't think they're looked down at. I wouldn't say looked up to, but I wouldn't say they're looked down at. It's not the same as.
0: Is it more? Of a, is it considered a profession as opposed to an industry?
1: Definitely, and it's it's afforded a lot of people a very good life.
0: Especially at five percent fees.
1: Yeah, the lo- turnover is smaller, obviously, but the fees are there, and you don't negotiate those fees.
0: The uh, the totem pole of your life and. For- your mum, you unfortunately lost her battle to cancer in 99. How did that affect you? And I, again, I've not lost my parents, so I don't know what it's like.
1: Yeah, it's but a long, hard battle. Uh, it was a long, hard battle. And anybody that's lost a parent knows that it, it, it completely rocks your world. So there were a few years where I was trying to find myself, but I always worked hard, and estate state agency gave me that grounding.
0: Do you think that you threw yourself into a state agency to kind of compensate or...? Oh, take, I feel take...
1: so guilty for not being with her enough because I was working. That was my way of running away. And I think that's, I think I've probably carried on to do that, just work really hard.
0: In hindsight, do you think you should have, could have done things differently?
1: Oh, hindsight is a, a fantastic thing. thing, isn't it?
0: Um, if you were teaching your. Your children, on um, again. That's probably again a bit too close. But if you were, if you had your time again, what would you have done differently?
1: I don't have gr- regrets, Chris, because I think if you re- if you do have regrets, you end up spending your life um, w- w- with negative feelings rather than positive feelings. And 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 I am as I, I I tell people, and because I was told this by Wendy Richards, she's written a book and she suffered abuse all her life, and she told me, Liana, everybody has a superpower. What's yours? And I have thought about it and think, I think one of my superpowers is positivity and just waking up in the morning and really looking at the best of every situation rather than the worst. And I think, you know...
0: Positivity or optimism? Because there's a difference.
1: What's the difference?
0: Positivity is positive even if the shit's hitting the fan. Optimism is it's going bad at the moment, but mm. it'll get better.
1: A mixture of both.
0: OK. <laughs> no, no, Because sometimes you have to realise that things are bad. To, to appreciate, well, don't worry, they will get better. Yes. The optimism of it getting better. Yes. And then it Whilst would be optimism. You, you could almost be, you know, the shit is in the fan again. Oh, it's all it's fine. That That's the difference.
1: No. I think if you are feeling down, then you need to just sit with that. Or if you okay. something's gone wrong, you need to learn okay. from it and so, you need to analyse so it. So by the
0: sounds of it, it's probably not positive. It's it's optimism. Yeah, well. You have, you've, you've <laughs>
1: there me, you go. You've learned <laughs> to <it> me every day. <laughs> um and okay. then I moved to London, Chris.
0: <laughs> so it's just two thousand and five. Okay, so you yeah. you know you've been through some issues with you know with, in relationships. You you lost your mum. You, EU, you, the Malta joined the EU in the early two thousands. Yes. Did you just think to yourself, "Well, I was due to go to London to be at ballet school, so sod it, I'm going to go to London."
1: It was a little bit of that. I had done a lot of travelling because of London. We had been to London because. Mum was at the Royal Free here, and there was an affinity to her having passed away here. Um, and uh, we joined the EU, and I, I, I did. I, I packed my flat up, took me three weeks, flew up for a few interviews, knew what I wanted to do.
0: What did you want?
1: Um, I wanted to build my life away from the, I suppose, the memories, the everyday memories.
0: Were you running away?
1: <laughs> hmm. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. I know you don't
0: have regrets, but you know, but you started a new life. What did you want?
1: Um, At that time, all I wanted was a change of uh, environment and to be successful in what I did. And I knew that I could work and I didn't have any, I didn't have any fears.
0: What do you class as success?
1: Oh, it's different from then, uh, then it used to be driving a really nice car mm-hmm. <laughs> now it 's making my children happy and offering them the best life they can have okay. very different uh age okay. yeah view on on success with age
0: so who did you join when you when you came to london
1: so I got a couple of job offers and then I joined foxton's wow, and I thought that went. Well, so Imagine how hard it was from being well-regarded agents in Malta, at the top of my game, you, to you then come here and there was the week of the program, <laughs> and the brick got thrown through my car window. So this was, and I was just like, why? Why do agents have such a bad name? I, I just couldn't, it couldn't get my head around this.
0: So you were the you were the big swinging what's name in in Malta. <laughs> you came to. L- as a branch manager. I'm assuming they didn't give you a branch manager's job straight away. No,
1: I started from the very bottom. In fact, I left Chiswick in a branded mini, drove to Shepherd's Bush, stopped and cried. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I did, I was, what am I doing? Put my Tom Tom and, and just, and I hadn't driven on the motorway Chris by, at that time.
0: So you, got, so you joined Foxton's, <laughs> you, were the low, you were basically on the bottom run of the ladder you, you. Did you realise that the state agents weren't thought of particularly well at that time, or did you think everyone would?
1: So there's a pivotal moment in everybody's life, and that brick led me to property mark, which we we can all talk about later. But that was my catalyst to say, I want to change. I want to do something to change this perception. It's been so good to me. Estate agency has been so good to me. I love it so much because there were a couple of things in Malta which happened. That, that one, selling one of the most prestigious property, which really did set me up for life. And also, I negotiated a sale with 64 vendors. Having got through that, I, I stopped and I said, I would always be an estate agent because I loved the challenges. I loved the – some people can't deal with the roller coaster. I just – I enjoyed it. Um, so yes, so I, I I just thought I have to do something to change the perception of agents in this country. Why is it so bad?
0: Come back to this brick in the car. Did it frighten you?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose it I, it it was a little bit how of you, a, how long, it was how,
0: a shock. So you've been you've been working for the firm for a week. They they gave you a car. And was it just parked up outside the house or your home? And
1: yeah, because it, if, if you don't remember, she, the whistleblower was in St John's Wood, and that was my office, so she was in my office. So they, there was nothing. No, I, I, luckily I was <laughs> running around just following everyone. But anyway, it was you know, it was a pretty hard time.
0: But this brick, what you know, y- were you on your own at this point? Yes. So it must have frightened you that someone was prepared to put a brick through your. Door, uh, through the window of your car.
1: I don't think I gave it. I, I don't think I just let it frighten me. I just thought I just let. I, I, did it spur you on? It spurred me
0: on. To, to obviously for property, Mark, but to
1: try to try and understand why it was also really hard to walk into a room of people and say you're an estate agent that works for Foxtons, but Foxtons, where I have, I had an incredible time there.
0: So you came in as Neg, senior Neg?
1: rare. Went, went up to Rare, and then I wasn't progressing quickly enough. And that's when the opportunity to um, become so a sales manager
0: okay, so came about. We, we'll come back to that in a second. But you, so you're at Foxons for three years. You met your husband there, didn't you?
1: We did, on an incentive trip. We, were, we met in Iceland, Iceland, in the Blue Lagoon.
0: <laughs> and you're still, still with your husband, with your children? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: Was, was was meant to be a year, then turned into a much longer stint in London and um, he's a proper Londoner and he's been with Foxton's for 15 years.
0: I must admit I met my wife <laughs> through, through through a state agency as well, bless her.
1: So many Foxton's couples.
0: Mm-hmm. Good firm, if you don't mind me saying. Good firm. And let's be honest, uh, I, th- I think uh, a beacon to, to some agents in the way that they operate, especially their database and how they use data. OK, but let's not talk about this. is not like Foxton's. This is about you. Two
1: thousand accelerated everything for me, though. Foxton's accelerated my learning of the London market. I don't think I would have progressed to where I was if I hadn't joined Foxton's and had gone with <laughs> another agency that offered a job. Okay.
0: Do you think in hindsight, you mean, know, you went to work for London Re- Residential as their sales manager and ultimately then their sales director. In some times, do you think you could have stopped with Foxton's or were you just being impatient? <laughs>
1: I was probably being impatient, and in hindsight, I didn't go straight to the top and demand to become the valuer. And I, I in, in a way, it sh- I should have taken it as a compliment that they wanted me to stay in Rare, because in Rare, you make good money. Um, but I was I, at that time, I was impatient. I wanted to progress, and I, I, I wanted to become a valuer. I love valuing property.
0: Do you think there's a lesson learned for the young necks out there that, in hindsight, you know... And again, don't get me wrong, you had a great career at, at London Residential, but you could have taken your career in a different direction if you just held back at
1: Absolutely, I, I know mean you
0: don't do regret, but, but just you know, <laughs> let's you know, let's give some value out there for the boys and girls out there in the estate agency.
1: But then, in, in flips, on the flip side of that, I wouldn't have joined what London Residential was a startup at the time, and the successes I had there at the beginning, and just doing learning how to do everything. Because from a neg, I was a okay. sales manager, and I didn't have, you know, you don't become a sales manager overnight. No, you don't. I, but I was, and I had been, and I had been a manager before, but in a very different environment. In Malta, it is self-employed. So you, as much as you have a team of people, you, you know, you, they don't directly depend on you as, as they had here.
0: Now, you started your own agency in 2020.
1: Yes, I mean, if I you did. don't mind me
0: saying, I thought you'd have been a London resi for the rest of your life.
1: So did I. Um, I think, uh, like many Good operation.
0: others... Stephen, I think it's fantastic.
1: Yes, Stephen's great. Um, he's yes, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. It was it was he's built an b- incredible business, especially on okay. the letting side.
0: Do you think this comes that there was an itch coming back to when you were in Malta that was hadn't been itched?
1: No, I think it was a lockdown epiphany like many others. And I think I sat there and I had spoken to them. Um and, and you know, I I, I I needed to see growth in the next ten years. I I'm I'm forty-four. I wanted to say, where am I gonna be at fifty-four? And I couldn't see how my position would change within the business. And that's you know, that's
0: the he wasn't gonna sell you the business, was he? Because you know, he's similar age. So when did the can you remember the time when you say, shit, I need to do this for myself?
1: Yes, I, I remember the exact moment, and that was in lockdown. And it there was okay. a, a moment okay. where I thought, right, um, things aren't going to change. I I need to do this.
0: What fears did you have? Um, I mean, it's obviously the money, the perception of you as a person.
1: That I, I, that didn't worry me. It was, the, it was the kids. It was because we have two children and we want to give them the best education. And it was mainly, you know, luckily we, you know, I was, I suppose, astute enough to buy a couple of buy and become a landlord and try and build up a good backing wherever my position was financially. Um, but yes, not, not, not being able to pay our bills at the end of the month,
0: which is scary. What did your husband say when you said, I want to become my own estate agent?
1: go for it. He's so supportive of everything I do. I don't think he'd question it uh, if he knows that I am really uh, not obsessed, what's the word? Focused. Um, Yeah. Determined. That's the word about it.
0: Do you think you could have done it without his support?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I wouldn't, I don't think you'd want to you just it's just nice to be a good team we're a really good team
0: is he is he as driven as you are yes but often two driven people in the same household can can be a a recipe for disaster but obviously it isn't because you've been married for over 10 years you've got kids and you're happily married what's what's the what's the what's the secret there then to have two driven people because normally it's the old opposites attract bit isn't it
1: I think he puts up with me and we we do compromise and there are some things which are really important that you need to know to him and some things which are really important to me and I think it's just recognizing those and knowing what the things that um, you need to sometimes step back and allow that person to lead the way and the rest of the things where I need to lead the way.
0: But not only did you start your own estate agency you know you I believe you'd been a regional rep, hadn't you, for, for, uh, for National Association of Estate Agents. And then you went to put your hand up just at the same time as when you started your own agency. That seems very foolish, if you don't mind me saying. Starting in your own agency and then re- becoming an ambassador for, for, for Property Mark. My journey with Property Mark,
1: the, when, when that brick was thrown to my window and then I started to look at Property Mark, I started to follow them. I became, eventually became a member and really wanted to champion mm-hmm. everything that they were about, the professionalism, the qualification. I started my qualifications mm-hmm. and, and I think, yes, they both came together, but sometimes they, life does that to you. Yes. And there was the opportunity to have it. And I thought okay. it, it it's, was okay. such a great position to go for.
0: How do you, and again, I must stress to you, and Ellie Reese will, will shoot me for this, okay? And no, I wouldn't ask this question of a man. And I know we're going to do a separate video about women in the state agency. But the simple fact of life is is that the emotional weight of running a family is often put on the shoulders of the woman in the relationship. I don't care what you say, that is life, isn't it? How how can you spin the plates of being a, a wife and a mother and El Presidente and your own estate agents and still make sure nothing drops?
1: It's being really organized and it's asking for support when you need it. And that's why Claire and I started the Women in Estate Agency Group, because I, at the time, and going through, even with London Residential, having children and not having a role model I could reach out to and ask, how did you do this? What, what what do you do? You know, finding ways of... We're so hard on ourselves as women. And I think just finding ways to be able to do everything. Um, but who knows if we're doing everything well. Regardless if you're stacking chefs at Tesco or the president of the NAA as a woman, you're always going to have your doubts on, on, on how you're, you know you're, you're performing as a mother and as a person.
0: How do you deal with it? I mean, you said, you know, delegation and things like that, but... You know, you know how demanding husbands can be, and and how shallow—not shallow, but you know—I I say my 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 wife's relationship is that if five out of ten is a perfect worrying about things, I'm at two and she's at eight, mm-hmm. and it's the gap between the two that's the issue. You know, is your husband a typical man where basically, oh man, Yana, we'll sort it all out tomorrow? I was talking to the wonderful Abigail Gray, um, and she was telling me. Um, You know, the fact that that she's working days and weeks in advance while her husband's literally working minutes in advance. How do you sort that out?
1: Well, it's it's hard to sort out. I think you just become, as I said, you just become really organised and you just delegate where you have to. And... You just know that there are some things that will work for you and some that won't having an au pair for me even i I used to feel guilty about leaving my kids or having someone else look after or bring my kids up whereas now i know that she's their sister she's part of our family and it's just been fantastic because i can step out when i need to i can close my office and i know that my kids are having fun they're looked after how old are your kids uh five and nine wow it's not easy um,
0: and there's a decent gap there as well isn't there
1: yes i th- I, I i yeah <laughs> I wanted one off at school before having the other <laughs> one. <laughs> I think about these things I try to make my life fit around it, and even with work, if you have that gap, then you 're able to have one off at school and then you know have some time to rebuild your career a bit because it's difficult you do lose out and you you 're not able to um You know, work as you did before, but you can work differently, which is a really great thing to discover.
0: And how is your own estate agency going? Brilliantly. Okay. What do you put that down to?
1: I think there's a real need for personal service within our industry. I think that's the timing of... um, this model, what EXP allows you to do, which is build your own brand, do your own thing for people that have experience and have been in the industry for a long time. Um, I just think there's a real need for it at the moment. And consumers, clients, want not, they want experience, they want good advice, and they want somebody who really cares and that they want that person. They don't want to be passed on anymore and, and, and you know have doors left over, have alarms set up and and I think that's probably why it's working so well. Do you love it? I love it. Good. It's brilliant. I mean, you know, it's it offers me everything and I'm able to service my clients just as I want. And for me it's all about it's not about the figures on the wall anymore. It's, you know, no, it's not about going to sit at board meetings to see how we're going to hit the next, I don't know, million okay. mark. It's just about the journey, offering my client a fantastic journey, giving really good advice. And th- it, once you, you, you change your focus to service, it, it, the rest follows.
0: What, the money follows? and The, the money
1: follows. Oh, it has. I've been fortunate enough that it has. Um, and I think the setup and the, the market I'm in, I'm selling houses between one and two million, which is you know uh, usually young families with kids who I relate to. I understand their journey. I understand the money they've spent on their house. I know that it, you know, all the hidden costs that you're able to pass on on those viewings, uh, it, it's just very different to somebody that possibly hasn't done a renovation and can't pass, on that, pass that on. Um, and I think, yeah, clients see that.
0: Well, I wish you well on your presidency, uh, which what finishes in the summer of twenty two.
1: Yes, June 2022.
0: So I wish you well at, at the conferences and wish you well with your business. And what I'd like to do is now just do some separate quick quickfire videos on various different topics like women in estate agency, self-employed estate agency, per regulation, that sort of thing. And we'll do those next if that's OK. So Brilliant. thank you for your time today.
1: Thank you, Chris. <laughs>